What's going on, great people? It's your boy, your brother P Dub. Uh, uh, today is actually June seventeenth, the day before my birthday. Yes, tomorrow is my birthday. I'm recording this purposely on the day before my birthday because, of course, tomorrow I'm going to be uh, celebrating uh, a little more than usual. But at any rate, I I really uh, felt compelled to do another podcast. I know I've done two in this month. I didn't do any in uh, April or May. So I'm kind of making up ground uh, when I was lacking for April and May. So I'm coming again uh, with another episode of It's Like That. And again, I just hope that you enjoy what you uh, hear and uh, you learn something as a result. So anyway, I don't know if you hear who I have playing in the background. Turn up just a little bit. I don't want it to be too loud. We're overshadowing the uh the piece, the speaking piece, but uh, I don't know if you hear it. But anyway, the background is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite uh, voices uh, ever. I first discovered her some years ago. I'll get into that in a moment. Uh, discovered her some years ago and have been a huge fan since. And uh, she's definitely a vocal muse of mine. Uh, definitely uh, one who brings uh, passion and a lot to a performance. Each and every performance she gives are all. And I've seen her a few times in person, and she's definitely that 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 vocalist and that artist. Anyway, I am referring to none other than Lettucey, Lettucey uh, Young. So the thing about Lettucey, uh, Lettucey was born in New Orleans. A lot of people thought she was born in uh, the Bay Area, but no, she, Lettucey was born in New Orleans. And uh, her mother and her father, well, her mother was an R&B band in New Orleans, and her father was a drummer, a local drummer. I'm sorry, her stepfather was a local drummer, and her biological dad is also a singer. Uh, so she definitely has that natural gift and that heritage and that uh, ability uh, vocally and uh, artistry in general. So at any rate, uh, her family moved to the Oakland area when she was pretty young. Um, she ended up out there and got her start in just singing in school plays and just, you know, you know, we are as little kids, you know, especially when she was born, she's a couple of years younger than me. So, you know, in that era, in the seventies, you know, you, you went on the stage and got plays and, you know, you were kind of doing that thing of enjoying, uh, just the, the attention that you got and encouragement that you got from it as well. So she was one of those girls. And so as she, uh, went forward, you know, she went, uh, went to school, actually a little, uh, little known fact, Lettucey is actually a classically trained vocalist. So her skill set is definitely uh, a, a background in great training, I should say. So, yeah, she was, she's classically uh, trained. So at any rate, uh, she started a band. Uh, and the band actually was uh, based out of Oakland, uh, Anabod. And so she started that. They had... Um, release that was done in 2000 called Soul Singer. And so I actually have that album. I'll get to that in a minute. But they started Soul Singer. Uh, didn't really do, you know, they were known locally, but it didn't get the airplay that they wanted. So then she went on and did some other things, uh, formed a label, one of her best friends, and then did Feeling Orange but Sometimes Blue, which I will also come back to. Uh, then from there, the momentum started building. And her first major release was, um, uh, oh Lord, what's the name of the song? I can't, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, she did another release in 2005. And that release actually was what started 
her being noticed on a national scale because she had a following, uh, a huge following in D.C., of course, a huge following in the Bay Area. And uh, just based on that, she was a protege of Rochelle Farrell, which speaks volumes, of course. We, you know, anyone, if you know who Rochelle Farrell is, that was a huge deal. But she was a protege of Rochelle Farrell. And so, you know, having that type of exposure definitely um, put her out there. It was great. So how I discovered Lettucey, uh picture it, Atlanta, 2005. <laughs> uh, I, well, actually, 2004. Uh, I was actually a choir director at a local church here in Atlanta. And one of the guys, a couple of guys in the choir and I were really cool. We started hanging out. And so we were in one of the guy's cars one day and he's driving up the street and he said, hey, have you guys ever heard of Lettucey? I said, no, man, I never heard of Lettucey. And so, you know, he's like, oh, man, you got to hear P and put put CD on. So, you know, I'm the type of guy, you know, if someone that uh, I'm familiar with, I'm all for it. And so I said, let me just see, because they were making a big, you know, really big deal. out So she has to have something going on. So they put put the CD on. And I promise you guys, literally from the first note, I'm sitting there like in awe, thinking to myself like, okay, this girl is like killing it. Killing, 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 killing. Uh, she just blew me away. And so the project that uh, they let me listen to was Feeling Orange but Sometimes Blue. And so uh, right after that, I tried to find the CD. Could not find it. Uh, unbeknownst to me, it was limited publication. Uh, at the time it was out, it was really out. And so people had copies of it. Uh, so there were people that had copies, but and it was out of print by the time I got wind of it uh, three years later. So anyway, I was at one of my best friend's houses, actually house sitting for him. He was out of town. He asked me to house sit for him. I was house sitting. So I'm looking through his music collection. And lo and behold, what do I discover? Feeling orange, but sometimes blue. Man, let me tell you something. You would have thought I had a lottery ticket, uh, a long lost lottery ticket. Man, I was so excited. I burned a copy of the CD for five different people. That's how excited I was. I was pubbing it. I was pubbing it, you know, pubbing her. I said, man, you got to listen to this girl. She's bad. You know, she's from uh, Bay Area. And one, the other friend that was in the car that day, I, I neglected to uh, mention, he actually knew Lettucey. They should actually sing together in the Bay Area at different gigs. So he knew her personally. So he was, you know, pubbing her. He could, He's a great singer himself, Terrence Cotton. Great singer. But uh, shout out to T, you know, to T Cotton. But uh, anyway. So, uh, like I said, I had my boy's CD and I played his CD. Shout out to Dederick. <laughs> I think you know this. Yeah, you do know this. I told you I did. But anyway, uh, got, you know, uh, burned five copies for, for one for myself, of course. Burned five copies of the CD and uh, was just really, really into her. So for like the next two years, I was just on the Lettucey High. And the thing was, so Feeling Orange or Sometimes Blue was a jazz CD. So she had original material and then she had covers and so she uh two of my favorite covers that she did on there were falling Le falling leaves and in, in a sentimental mood so you know of course she did in a sentimental mood as in ella fitzgerald yes i'm speaking of ella fitzgerald in a sentimental mood and the vibe that she brought was just crazy good uh she also did uh a mixture of a song called sugar and she interpolated that with uh the vamp uh i'm sorry the the uh the chorus to Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. So again, the hook, I should say, uh, to Brown Sugar by D'Angelo. So again, it was just, 
you know, she was like a limitless singer, you know, for her to be able to pull all that out and still give it a different spin. And, you know, you were familiar with the songs, but again, she just gave such a, a awesome an awesome interpretation that it almost sounded like a brand new song, even though you knew the words and, oh, you, you know, a few of those songs, you knew the words, but she was just all that. So at any rate, uh, just going, you know, fast forward to 2007. I found out that she's releasing uh, her first project on a major label, Verve, Verve Records. And uh, lo- the uh, title, it was Lost and Found. That was the title I was trying to think of a few moments ago, but Lost and Found. And you know I was excited. I'm running to the store to get the CD. And of course, I was not disappointed. Uh, again, the vocal piece. Now, the one thing about that particular project that she didn't do, she didn't give uh, as much jazz she was really, she definitely moved over to the R&B piece, which was fine because she could sing anything she wanted to sing. I've heard her sing gospel. I've heard her sing jazz. Uh, I've heard her sing pop. She has a PBS special uh, that she did not too long ago. If you get a chance, check it out. She's on PBS. And uh, she does Nina Simone. I mean, so you can imagine she's just, you know, killing it. So at any rate, uh, so she... Uh, like I said, that project, she was definitely more R&B influenced and it was a great project. And I loved it. And then one of the songs on there was a duet with one of my favorite male singers, Rasan Patterson. And they're very good friends. So they did a song together on there on her project. So, you know, I was just in awe, you know, here two of my favorite artists doing a song together. And, you know, she's on a major label and, you know, she's moving and moving. So at any rate, a couple of years after that, she released uh, another project called Turn Me Loose. Okay, Turn Me Loose, y'all. Uh, outside of Feeling Orange, but sometimes Blue, Turn Me Loose is probably my favorite uh, project of hers. And let me go back a little bit. I'm sorry. Let me go back. So she re-released the very first project she did with her group, Anabad, Soul Singer. But uh, what they did, they added a couple of newer tracks and called it Soul Singer, The Revival. That CD at the time was also out of publication, but I actually got my hands on a copy I bought off Amazon. And got my hands on a copy, and it didn't cost that much, and I still have it right to this day. And it is actually, uh, she has a live performance of the title cut, Soul Singer. And man, I'm gonna tell you something. That woman, that now her jazz, definitely her jazz uh, vibes come through on that. I mean, they shine through. And again, she's definitely that singer. And so it's just wonderful, again, to just be able to hear that. Uh, and so the thing about uh, Turn Me Loose. She had a, a lot of everything. She had some rock on there. She had some R and B. She had some jazz. She had some soul. Uh, just there were so many great standout cuts on that piece, uh, and it just blew me away. That you know, I knew she was a great artist, but to uh, actually see her be, you know, show her versatility on this project just really impressed me. And so I uh, went from there. She uh, after that, she did pieces of me. Pieces of Me was another great project. It's probably my number three uh, project of hers. And again, you know, uh, I can't really say I'm rating them. Well, yes, I can. Yes, I can. But the thing about it is, here it is. You have a great artist that has uh, all of the right, you know, uh, mixture. You know, she can sing her behind off, you know, great, you know, great stage presence. uh, Very personable. You know, you can tell her on stage she's very personable. She has fun in what she's doing. She's going to give her all in whatever she's doing on stage. So it's a treat to be able to see her whenever you can. 
you know, uh, since, you know, uh, venues are opening up again, I believe she'll, I'm pretty sure she'll be coming here, uh, soon in 2021, 22 rather. But at any rate, you know, just to have, uh, access to her in the way I did and discovered her in the way I did just excites me. You know, you guys know by now, I just am a fan of great, great music. And she definitely presents that with every project. It's not one project she has that I can say is garbage. And I'm saying that I'm saying that with utmost sincerity. Every project she has is great music. You know, um, so now, uh, that being said, it's interesting. She just recently won her first Grammy this year. Thank God for the project that she released last year. Uh, the the uh, the main song they released off of is called Anything For You. Great song. If you have a chance, check it out. Uh, she, ha- she has two versions of the song. She has one that she does on her own. Well, three, I'm sorry. One that she does on her own, the studio version. One that she does on the live project that just came out. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. Uh, Let's see live at the Troubadour. The Troubadour as in where Donny Hathaway as well as Lady Hathaway perform. Uh, and Frank McComb, uh, The Troubadour. Great, 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 great project. She covers a lot of projects, a lot of songs from her various projects on there as well. But at any rate, uh, she won a Grammy for Anything For You. And so I'm excited because, you know, she's finally being recognized. I'm pretty sure this won't be the last Grammy she wins. Uh, Layla Hathaway went through the same thing where she went for many, many years without being, in my opinion, uh, without being acknowledged for her brilliance as an artist. And I feel Legacy was uh, treated the same way up until now. So I believe this is going to be the catapult for her to uh, really be pushed into uh, the spotlight in the in a manner that she should, you know, outside of those of us who uh, adore her music. But, you know, the world needs to hear her, honestly, because she's done so much under the under the, uh, the radar. And she, it's not like she's looking for, you know, the spotlight all the time. But of course, who wouldn't want to be acknowledged for hard work? You know, we all would want that. So I, I'm just excited for her that she finally won a Grammy. But at any rate, uh, she is definitely that artist. I could I could talk about Legacy for real, y'all, for a while. And the thing about it is I met her in person a couple of times and she's very personable, very down to earth, will literally sit and talk to everybody in the show. If they come up to her after a show, she will stand there and talk, sign autographs, take pictures, hug, talk, you know, as long as she can. Never snubbed anybody. None of that. And And of course, for me, that impresses me even more. You all know me. I'm all about, you know, uh, appreciating the people that help you uh, get to this place, the, the place that you are. You know, and the, the thing I was uh, sharing with a friend recently is that you just re- really can't discount anyone because they could be the janitor. But that janitor could probably tell his whole family or her whole family about you. And that whole family could go and support your career for the rest of your life. So it's, you know, it's just never good to snub anyone uh, regardless of what your perception may be of them. But at any rate, uh, so uh, again, going back to Legacy, Legacy is definitely that artist. Again, if you haven't uh, picked up any of her music, I suggest you do. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've heard something of hers. Uh, anything for you got a lot of uh, airplay in the past uh, six months, a lot of airplay. So I'm pretty sure you've heard it. Uh, but again, she has another version with PJ Morton that is crazy good. Uh, so, you know, if you get a chance, check that out as well. Uh, but again, you know, she's definitely that artist. I'm just, uh, glad that I was exposed to her at the time I was, uh, it was great, you know, uh, here, 
a sound that was uh, definitely different than what was out there in modern music at the time, especially very, very different. And again, she has definitely impressed me time, time again, because she's consistent as well. If you listen to anything she's on, if you put just put Let's See in iTunes or Spotify, and they'll give you a catalog of everyone. She, she's done so many collaborations as well. It'll pull up all the collaborations she's done musically and listen to any one of those. And you'll understand why I'm doing this podcast on her right now. She's definitely that singer. And she's not a one trick pony either. Very versatile as a singer. Again, she was classically trained. I believe um, she's a lyric mezzo soprano. So her range is crazy. It's crazy. And then her ear is just phenomenal. So if again, if you get a chance, check her out. Uh, like I said, her latest project is Live at the Troubadour. Uh, Let us see Live at the Troubadour. Uh, the first two projects... Uh, Soul Singer and Feeling Orange with Sometimes Blue are not in publication anymore. However, Lost and Found, everything from Lost and Found forward. She also has a Christmas project. That is crazy good. Uh, Richard Smallwood wrote a song for her. Uh, and it's actually the intro song to the CD. And so that kind of gives you an idea of where she is musically. Uh, so you have to check it out. Like I said, everything from Lost and Found forward is available on all uh, media platforms. Uh, so you can check it out and get an idea of who she is as an artist. And again, I'm not saying everything's for everyone, but I do believe you'll enjoy her and what she presents. Uh, again, she's uh, just a natural artist and a genius at what she does. And uh, time and time again, she presents herself as one who deserves to be where she is. And I, so I applaud her and I support her wholeheartedly. No, I'm not even she doesn't even know my name. But again, she's a great artist. You all know me. I'm going to support that regardless. Okay, I am a little over my limit, so I'm getting off of here. I just want to get on here real quick. Again, a uh, few hours, about two hours, it will be June 18th. Two, two hours and 22 minutes. It'll be June 18th, officially my 51st birthday. Yes, I'm not ashamed to say I will be 51 this year. But uh, yeah, uh, my 51st birthday, and so I had to do this. I wanted to get on air, uh, share this about one of my favorite singers, one of my favorite voices ever. So you guys have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend and enjoy yourselves and be safe and love on each other and love on yourself, most importantly. All right, guys, until next time, I'm coming back pretty soon. I'm going to do uh, maybe one or two more before months end to kind of uh, level the playing field between April and May. But at any rate, guys, have a great one and uh, be good to yourselves. And we'll uh, I'll be chatting with you soon. All right, guys. Uh -huh. <laughs> Bye for now.